Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Well, after uh, after long wait, after 500 some days, it is finally here. The high school football season, unprecedented spring football season, first time in over 500 days that these teams and these players that are participating in the spring will get back on the football field for a game. It's going to be a fast and uh, furious seven weeks of this abbreviated, unprecedented, alternate fall schedule, spring schedule, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to talk about a little bit today, preview some of the, uh, the, the big stories, the big teams, the big players, big things to look at and watch for here on the WSN podcast for Wednesday, March 24th, the first games tomorrow, Thursday night. Two games on the schedule. Lacrosse Central will host Eau Claire Memorial. Menasha will host Notre Dame. So that'll tip it off or kick it off rather on this 2021 football schedule in the spring. As you've been paying attention on Wisports.net, you've seen that we've had some preview information, some uh, some stuff building up to the season. We had our spring rankings, preseason rankings came out last week. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned on Twitter, after years of railing against the Associated Press for their football poll in season that has broken teams down into large, medium, and small schools rather than doing either a uh, estimated divisional placement or, or previous year divisional placement, whatever it might be, uh, we're going to be doing the same thing. In our preseason rankings, we went that direction, and in, uh, in our coaches poll that will come out after uh, after week one and after each week, we will uh, use those designations as well. Large schools, uh, 1,000 and over. Medium schools will be 400 to 999. Small schools, 300 and under. And then, of course, uh, eight player on its own as well. Roughly, uh, what did we end up with after the, the Madison and Milwaukee schools opted out? I, I want to say it was 106 or 112 uh, 11 player teams that, that are playing this spring, something like that. Uh, and then about a dozen eight player teams that are giving it a go. So uh, an interesting season with some interesting changes and matchups. Uh, if you look at our conference listings, our team listings for this spring, man, there are some uh, some pretty significant changes in terms of where teams are placed, what they're uh, opponents are going to be who they're going to be playing. Um, you're going to see some matchups that you wouldn't normally get, and we're going to talk about some of those and, and break it all down here coming up on today's WSN podcast. Uh, before we do, though, uh, again, just to, to tease a little bit of what we have online, in addition to those spring team rankings, the preseason team rankings, we did also put out uh, some award watch lists. And uh, Went back and forth on this and, and thought about it a lot in, in terms of how we were going to do our awards. Usually we do senior awards. Uh, you know, We have uh, an award for quarterbacks, running backs, receiver, etc. Uh, named after one of the, the, the top players in, in state history at that position. But with this limited season, uh, we're going to simplify it a little bit. And so what we're going to go with is a, uh, an offensive skill player award, an offensive lineman award, and a defensive player award. So breaking it down into three different categories, and, and we put watch lists out for each of those. Uh, 
And then after week four, we'll, uh, we'll update that with a semifinalist list, roughly 15 at each of those uh, different uh, designations. We'll do a finalist list uh, either the week of or the week after the regular season, and then a, uh, the winners following that. Uh, as I mentioned in, in the article and in the write-up on those, normally we reserve those for seniors. We, we call them our Senior Football Awards. But in this, uh, this different year, we're opening that up. It'll be open to all players, just like we do with the eight-player awards during the normal season. So on those watch lists, you'll see some underclassmen included in there, mostly seniors, but, but some underclassmen, based uh, a lot on the all-conference teams and, and obviously the, the information that we had from 2019. It has been a, a long time since those athletes hit the field, and there's been a lot of growth and development and changes that have occurred in this 18 months since, uh, since the teams played. So it's a, a very fluid list that will certainly change. And if, if players are not on the, the watch list at the beginning of the year, certainly if they have an outstanding season, they can be included and, and considered for the semifinalist list, for the finalists, or, or the winners as well. Uh, again, a lot of changes that we're seeing, teams moving around, playing different schedules, playing different teams in this, uh, in this spring season. Um, e- essentially, we've, we've taken the number of conferences way, way down. And, and again, things have been rearranged. You've got uh, a big group of teams playing as part of the Fox Valley Classic, which is kind of a, uh, an amalgamation of the FBA and the FRCC. You've also got uh, Stevens Point in there. Um, So 20 teams total that are grouped into four five-team groupings. So they'll play five regular season games, if you will. And then at the end of the year, week six and seven, they'll play kind of an inter-conference matchups or crossovers uh, where they'll match up with some of the, the, the teams from the other groupings. Uh, so looking forward to some of those at the end of the year where you could potentially get a Fond du Lac-Kimberly matchup or a Bayport-Kimberly matchup, something like that late in the year, which would be a lot of fun. Um, just all kinds of changes. You've got the Rock Valley bringing in a few teams that, that are not technically in the league and going into a big and small configuration. You've got some teams moving uh, within the Six Rivers and the, uh, the Scenic Bluffs together. You've got um, a couple of teams joining the Flyway, Ripon and Wapan, and, and playing a, a schedule there. Uh, the, 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 there was a, a, a scheduling arrangement, or, or I don't know if it's even officially a conference, but a group put together uh, earlier this, this year with teams from the Six Rivers and the SWC, the Swall, um, a trailways team in there, a couple trailways teams in there as well. And, and I asked recently because I hadn't heard, I, I knew the, the team assignments, but I hadn't heard what the conferences were going to be called. And multiple people said, well, we're just, we're just calling it the COVID spring large and the COVID spring small. So that's what we're going with on our site for right now. If, if somebody tells us different, then, then certainly we'll change it. The Badger conference, uh, normally that would be a two team or two league division uh, conference two two division conference excuse me with eight teams in each this year with the uh, the teams that are playing in the spring many of them 
just one larger league. So a lot of changes. Uh, the The conferences that teams are assigned to are going to look different. The schedules that they're playing are going going to look different. Uh, and uh, but that's that's this year, right? Uh, we saw it in the fall with unprecedented flexibility and in movement and and uh, just finding a way to to make it happen. And, and we're seeing a lot this year. As I've talked about before, really love what they did in the Flyway Conference, where almost all of their games. Uh, out of this uh, this big group of teams are going to be played at one of three locations. Essentially, all are going to be um, close to neutral site locations. So, Kewaskum High School, uh, Rippins Field, and then Lomira High School will serve as the the locations for all games for flyway teams because those have turf. And they were very concerned about, especially early in the year, like right now, if we got bad weather, like you know we're getting a little bit this week. Uh, what would that do to their fields, and would they even be able to play on their fields? So they were very proactive, put this solution together. Uh, now, there is a chance that some of those teams and, and games could be moved. For instance, Amro already decided they're going to play most of their games actually at home and not at one of those neutral sites. St. Mary Springs Field, uh, they, they began construction last fall on an uh, on-campus facility instead of sharing Fruith Field with Fond du Lac. Uh, where they're putting in, in a turf field. There's a chance that could be uh, available late in the year for Springs and or perhaps Winnebago Lutheran to play on. Uh, but again, I really like the, the initiative that those flyway teams took to, uh, to get out ahead of things. And, and as I have talked about before, and as you read on our site uh, last week, I, I did kind of a, a five key questions coming into this year. And that was one of the big ones, field conditions, weather, how would that impact things? Would that cause issues for teams being able to play? There's, there's already teams that have not been able to practice on their field as much as they normally would. They've practiced indoors. They practiced in the gym, in the field house because of weather and because of field conditions. So, um, you know, the, the teams that have turf or that can play on turf, especially, uh, have a, have an advantage of, of being able to go out and, and just know that they can they can play. And as we've seen, there's been a number of other games that have been moved to turf fields. Wisconsin Dells High School, uh, the Woodside Complex over by Mauston are hosting a number of games. Lacrosse Logan's hosting some games. DeForest uh, uh, by by teams that are not their own. Uh, they're, they're hosting some, some neutral site games and, and some other places are as well. So uh, that'll, be, that'll be a storyline that we're following this, uh, this spring. In, in terms of teams, uh, you know, I ran down some of those uh, those teams already, but we've got some real heavyweights playing in this alternate fall schedule in this spring season. Uh, you look at the list, and, and if you look at the large school rankings that I did before the year, I had Kimberly number one, um, Caleb Frazier coming back. You got Caden Pendleton at, at quarterback, some nice uh, defensive backs there, and of course that that papermaker machine. Even though they they got. Uh, Got knocked off the a couple years ago. You know, that's still a very, very strong program. Bayport made it to a state title game two years ago in 2019. Fond du Lac, though, I, I had them third. But in all honesty, they they might be number one. They they feel certainly feel like they're number one and feel like if they would have played in a normal year or if they would have played in the fall, they would have been perhaps the best team in the state. And I, I wouldn't argue against that. By any means, they had a ton of players back from a very successful team in 2019, a very strong senior class. Kyle Wall Jasper, 
the player of the year in their conference, the quarterback that uh, that threw and ran for over a thousand yards a couple years ago. Really strong group on offense. On defense, uh, Braylon Allen, uh, Badger recruit, just a junior. He's going to be graduating early though and, and heading to Wisconsin. But man, has he done some work in the weight room uh, the last 18 months uh, since they played games? He was a 205, 210-pound safety uh, as a sophomore, something like that. And he's up over 240 now. He's going to be a linebacker, certainly at the next level. And uh, the workouts that he's posted and, and the numbers that he's put up uh, are extremely impressive. And his body is is ready for big-time college football. And it's going to be fun watching him at Wisconsin. He leads a, a, a defense that is full of playmakers uh, all over the field, uh, up front, you got Tony Millard and, and Sam Wood returning first teamers. Um, just a, a really strong group for uh, for Fond du Lac. And if if they would have played in the fall, it would have been interesting to see if they could get past a Kimberly and a Bayport, and potentially if they would have been a team that that could have challenged Muskego's dominance. Of course, uh, Muskego won uh, two straight state championships, and then. Yeah, this past fall with no official championship, uh, they were certainly the best team in the state, no doubt about it. They dominated. Uh, would have been fun to see if, if Fond du Lac could have uh, gotten themselves in that conversation. You've also got some uh, pretty solid teams out of the Madison area in that large school grouping, Sun Prairie, Verona, Middleton out of the Big 8 Conference, defending Division uh, three state champion, the last time we had a uh, state champion anyway, DeForest. Out of the Badger and in Wanakee, still a very good team. You've got uh, you know other good teams like uh, Appleton North, Pulaski, De Pere, um, Monona Grove, Nina. Uh, some some teams kind of looking to bounce back or get back to where they used to be. Stevens Point, Racine Horlick would kind of fall in that uh, conversation. So some really good teams at the big school level that are playing in this this springtime. Our medium schools, again, we, we went with 400 to 1,000, basically. And uh, not as many of those kinds of teams are playing in the spring. Um, many of those in, in that enrollment range played in the fall, and including many of the top teams. But we had Menasha as our number one team in that medium schools uh, grouping. Jeremy Court, the head coach there, has is, is really built a program that is, uh, is outstanding and, and, you know, very close to winning a state title a couple years ago, lost in a heartbreaker to DeForest. They did win a state championship in, was it 2013 or 14, something like that. Um, so he's he's got a good group coming back, uh, and we have them number one. you got other teams like Greendale and Stoughton, uh, Monroe, kind of uh, a resurgence under Toby Golombieski there, Ashwabanon under Brian Richkowski, Edgerton, Evansville, some other Rock Valley teams in the mix. Uh, not quite as much depth and you know, not as many of the top teams playing in the medium schools as we're seeing in the large schools, but still some pretty solid groups there. A few de- uh, defending champions in the small school grouping. Again, those schools under 300. you got to start with St. Mary Springs. Uh, Bob Highland and, and company there looking very good again. It should be uh, you know the, the favorite to win that kind of redesigned Flyway Conference after winning a state championship uh, a couple years ago. Um, some good kids back, uh, especially on offense. They've got uh, eight starters. They've got Billy Shrouth up front, two-way lineman that that basically 
can pick his destination at the college level and, and still just a junior. You also have Blackhawk uh, Warren, who's playing in the spring. They were the state champions in Division Seven in 2019. Bangor, perennial contender. Kiwani is a very solid team. Lomira, Amro, Arcadia, uh, some pretty good teams playing in that uh, in that small school grouping as well. As we look at eight player, again, not as many teams playing in, in eight player, and, and many of the top teams did play in the fall when Belmont looked like they were probably the best team out of all of the uh, the eight player teams. They uh, they took care of business against some pretty sc- solid competition, Gilman and Luck. Um, Newman Catholic was also a very good team in the fall. Uh, but Oakfield, we had as the top team coming into this spring season in eight player football, Coach Corey Rickert. Got a, a really good group there. Some really talented skill position kids. Grant Bass at quarterback. Javon Milkey, Mason Tapp, uh, skill position kids. So, uh, you know, a strong group there. Uh, Got to replace some offensive line. But Gibraltar, Wisconsin Heights, Schwamigan, Sevastopol, they made up the, the rest of our top five. But again, not not quite as many teams, not quite as much depth in uh, in the eight-player ranks this year as you, uh, as you look at the teams that are participating in this spring football season. So, uh, again, we're going to get some interesting matchups. We're going to get some some games that we potentially wouldn't normally see, um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting uh, how some of this is going to play out. I'm really excited to watch what happens with that Fox Valley Classic. Not only the in-season matchups we're going to get where you're going to have Fond du Lac and Bayport playing, you're going to have, uh, of course, your Kimberly-Appleton North, but you also get Kimberly and Pulaski Ashwabanon is in their grouping as well. Uh, so some really good kind of regular season matchups. And then again, they are doing those uh, two crossovers in, in the final two weeks of the year that will really be fun and where we could get a Fond du Lac Kimberly or a Bayport Kimberly, something like that. Uh, that'll, that'll be fun, kind of a treat at the end of the year. And, and again, as a reminder, seven weeks, regular season, no playoffs, no, no postseason. Um, no culminating event. It's just seven regular season weeks, which is a departure from what they were able to, what the uh, WIAA was able to put together for the other sports that are participating in the spring. We weren't sure how those were going to look or go, but they did announce recently that that all of the other spring sports, uh, spring uh, alternate fall sports, I should say, uh, with boys volleyball, girls volleyball, boys soccer, girls swimming, diving, girls golf, girls, tennis, I think are the other ones, uh, are all going to have some kind of tournament structure and some kind of state championship. Uh, not as many divisions as normal, um, but they're, they're going to have something. So football is the only one without in, in this entire season, actually. The, the fall football season did not have a, a, a true playoff, uh, and neither does this alternate fall season that's being held in the spring. So uh, a lot of things to look forward to and a big week one to look forward to as well. Uh, Again, we get it started Thursday night with a couple of solid matchups and and looking forward to uh, uh, keeping an eye on on those games. I know the Menasha-Notre Dame game is going to be streamed. Our our friends at the uh, Appleton Post-Crescent, Brett Christofferson and and Ricardo Arguello uh, are going to be doing that game. Uh, So looking forward to watching that one. And then Friday night, we get some some really interesting games uh, right off the bat. And the one I'm going to, the one I, I think you could, could certainly peg as the biggest game of the week, is uh, not only a great game, Sun Prairie and Verona, two suburban Madison rivals, 
But also the brand new Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium will be officially unveiled. The first official contest held at that stadium. Completely redone. They changed the orientation of the field. They put in all new bleachers and press boxes and everything. Everything was changed there at, uh, at Cardinal Heights Middle School. It's not at the high school. And that will serve in the future as the home field for both Sun Prairie schools, Sun Prairie East uh, Cardinals, it will be, and the Sun Prairie West Wolves when the second Sun Prairie School opens in 2022. Uh, so it's it's going to be awesome to check that that stadium out, uh, get a get a peek at it, um, and, and again, a, a great game, Sun Prairie and Verona. Uh, looking forward to, to checking out Badger recruit Jackson Aker. Uh, he was banged up a little bit la- uh, in 2019 at times, still put together a big season, and looking forward to uh, to checking him out. Uh, a kid that I don't know if he's going to stay at running back or if he'll end up being an H-back or fullback type or perhaps a linebacker at, at, at Wisconsin, but he's one of the better running backs in the state of uh, Wisconsin at the high school level. Some other games of, of note, Wanakee and Stoughton. I mentioned uh, both those teams as we were running down our, our list of uh, ranked teams in our preseason rankings. Um, you've got uh, Bayport and Green Bay Prebo could be interesting. Uh, Appleton North, Appleton East. Anytime you get kind of those crosstown rivalries, Pulaski and Ashwabanon should be a, a good game, I think. Lodi and Edgerton, looking forward to, to checking uh, out how that one goes. I got a chance to see Lodi scrimmage last week and they looked very impressive as they took on uh, Cuba City. Um, so uh, looking forward to that one. Another Hayroth coming through, by the way. Jacob Hayroth ran for over uh, 2,000 yards a few years ago and uh, went on to uh, walk on at Wisconsin. His his brother, Lucas Hayroth, coming up. Very, very impressive. Reminds me a lot of his brother. Uh, could be in for a big season. And Edgerton's got some some real talented weapons coming back. Drew Hansen at quarterback. Clayton Jenny and uh, Connor Knopf, who transferred from Stoughton, out on the uh, perimeter. So that one could be a good one. Monroe and McFarland uh, could be could be interesting. Um, so some some good games this week. We did see, or we we do have some instances that we we knew were going to happen already of teams having to cancel games, uh, games being impacted. Again, that was one of the things I talked about before the year. It wasn't a matter of if that was going to happen. It was a matter of how many instances was it going to be. Uh, as you might recall, in the fall, uh, we tracked that very, very closely, and uh, about 75% of all scheduled games did get uh, completed in the fall. So it'll be interesting to see where that number goes in the spring. If it's a little bit higher, which I think it could be, we're in a little bit better place in terms of case numbers and things like that. Uh, you know, vaccinations are, are rolling through and, and hopefully things are, are becoming, uh, you know, a little bit more under control. But ultimately, all it takes is one positive case uh, to initiate close contact tracing. And all of a sudden, your, your team could be shut down for a week or two. And, and again, we've already got that. Unfortunately, uh, South Milwaukee had to cancel against Greendale. Shorewood Mesmer had to cancel against Racine Case. And uh, Deerfield had to cancel against Broadhead Judah. In a couple of those situations, teams were able to put together some other games. Racine Case and Greendale are going to play. Broadhead Judah was able to find a game with Mount Hora Barneveld, who had been open in Week One. So at least they're they're going to have an option. And uh, and again, just as we saw in the fall, 
we're going to see and, and teams are going to need to understand and, and, and uh, wrap their arms around that idea of flexibility and you know, taking on a game perhaps at a, a day or two's notice and just trying to find opportunities as, as best you can. Um, Saturday, some some games on the schedule as well. Uh, what is there, 9, 10 games on the schedule for Saturday, something like that. Three double headers, which is a big uh, thing that we're, we're looking forward to this year. At Lacrosse Logan, you'll have Cashton and Brookwood at noon. And then at 2 o'clock, Nita, Nina, excuse me, Nasita and Royal are scheduled uh, there. DeForest High School will host a couple games on, on Saturday, Monona Grove in Oregon, as well as Janesville Parker and Beaver Dam. And then Bigfoot High School, where you'll have a Milton-Ford Atkinson game earlier in the day, and then a nightcap with that Broadhead-Judah-Montora-Barneveld uh, replacement game as well. Um, we put together that, that list of multiple site games uh, games, uh, multiple game site locations a few weeks ago or last week. Uh, a lot of games, a lot of double headers, and sometimes not even involving the teams that are hosting, as is the case this week with DeForest and Logan and Bigfoot on Saturday. It does mean if, I don't know what spectator situations are, limits and policies are at all these these schools, but um, you know there, there could be the potential that Maybe you can get out and, and catch a couple of different games on a weekend. In fact, next weekend, uh, with that, with it being Easter weekend, games all over the place. You've got games on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday next week. And if you were so inclined, you could get to nine games in those four days, uh, which I might try to do. I'm still working out the logistics of it and uh, and everything, but... Uh, and that's full games. That's not, you know, I'm going to go to a quarter here and then a quarter across town and then, you know, whatever. Um, that's that's full games. Uh, you'll be putting a lot of miles on your car like our good buddy Nate Beyer from GX3 Media. Uh, but a lot of football you can watch. Or if you can't get out to a game or if the, the, the protocols and guidelines don't allow for spectators or don't allow for additional spectators beyond parents or four per player, whatever it might be, you can check out our uh, streaming list at wisports.net on the schedule pages. If you go to football scores, it'll show the schedule for upcoming games, and all of the uh, streams that we're aware of will be listed right next to the games on that schedule page, which is which is awesome. The the video streams. We'll also have a list of games that will be streamed via audio uh, with some of our great radio partners around the state. So. Whatever, whatever way you want to take in high school football, you're going to have opportunities this spring, whether it's in person, whether it's uh, on the streams. And again, as more and more schools and teams embrace that, as we saw in basketball, uh, I don't know if we'll get quite as many as we saw in basketball, where it's a little bit easier to do that, you know, in a controlled environment inside and, and everything. But um, what was it? Some weeks in basketball or some nights, 75, 80% of games were streamed in some fashion. And I don't know if we'll get that high in football, but there'll be a lot of them. And we'll continue to post that list each week on WSN. Uh, some other news that came out, you, you saw it on our site. Um, let's see, the, the WBCA, the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association, they announced all-star rosters for their all-star games that are taking place this, this summer. Bumped back a little bit. Usually that Kind of second, third week in June, pushed back to uh, the the second week in July this year. Uh, 
to uh, kind of accommodate the the revised WIAA calendar where the spring sports are going a little bit further. So uh, you can check out the rosters there, see if your favorite player made it. As we always uh, try to remind people, if, if somebody didn't make it that you thought should have, always check with the coach first to see if they were nominated. That's, that's the process. The coaches have to nominate them, provide information, and then uh, selections are made from there. And, and sometimes players opt out as well. They, they might be heading off to college or they might have other conflicts in, in the way. Uh, and even if they you know, wanted to, they just, they just weren't able to. So try not to get too upset uh, if, if your favorite player didn't make it. Um, again, as we, as we kind of ramp up to this, uh, this alternate football schedule, uh, you'll see this week and then uh, big time beginning next week, kind of our normal cadence of information and, and articles that'll come out on wisports.net next week. For instance, on Monday, we'll have our team and player of the week polls. Tuesday, we'll have a coaches poll that'll come out. We'll have uh, uh, previews that'll come out Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, then of course you can follow along on, uh, on Twitter uh, with all the action, I'll, I'll be at games posting updates. You can uh, tweet with the uh, WISFB hashtag. I'm going to try to get a bingo card out for this week as well. You can play along. So uh, check it out and, and follow along. And let's, let's, uh, you know, let's enjoy this, this alternate football universe that we're going to be living in the next seven weeks here. So games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, action uh, really going to pick up. And of course, the other uh, alternate sports still going on, boys and girls volleyball, boys soccer, all the other sports um, going on. And in fact, very, very shortly beginning their postseason series. So, uh, you know, don't don't sleep on what's going on in this, uh, this, this time period, the next couple months. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of our WISports.net podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>